I'm back, baby. That's right. I'm washing my hair again. But not washing my hair with just anything. There's only one product I will put in my hair, and it's made by Modern Mammals. Head over to modernmammals.com slash pages slash LSS for 10% off with promo code LSS. For a long time, I completely swore off shampoo. It leaves your hair dry, overly fluffy, unmanageable, and just not looking great. There's a bunch of leftover residue in that stuff too, and it just robs your hair of its natural oils and throws off the pH balance. Modern Mammals just doesn't do that. My hair feels brand new every time I use it, and it's been a complete game changer for me. But you know what? Don't just take my word for it either. Head over to their website, read the reviews. This stuff really is awesome. You're going to feel the difference, and people are going to notice the difference as well. So head over to modernmammals.com slash pages slash LSS and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's modernmammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use that promo code LSS so they know I sent you. And remember, supporting our sponsors is supporting me. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. on lead singer syndrome. My name is Shane and I apologize for the brief hiatus we have had over the last couple of weeks, but we're back, baby. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving break and maybe you listened to some records over that time, but you know what? Not that much really came out. Anyway, I'm going to give him a call right now and you know who I'm talking about, Mr. Mike Howell. We'll get him on the line to discuss the last couple of weeks and what's coming between now and the holidays. Hey, is it working now? Mike, gotcha. Beautiful. Nice. This is what we love. Dude, I, I've missed you. I've missed you as well, my friend. It has been too long. You know, like sometimes like with you, you know, I like to play it cool because, you know, you're like the cool guy that knows all the bands, but I, I just can't, you know, I can't, I have to say it. I, I've missed you. I've missed you deeply. It's okay. You don't have to play it cool with me. This is a safe space to express our emotions. I love that. It really is. It really is. How you been? I've been good. Uh, pretty busy, right? Um, yeah. Gabby spent her last couple weeks here, so we kind of took some time off because we had some chiller release weeks, kind of added up three into one normalish episode this week. Yeah. Um, had Thanksgiving, our American Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we had three days of that. So that was pretty insane. That's right. It's always crazy this time of year, man. Like I always think it's funny with Thanksgiving, you know, US Thanksgiving, because in Canada, we have our Thanksgiving in like the close to the beginning of October. Yeah. And I always think it's crazy how there's almost no time between American Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's like a month. Yeah, there's literally zero and Thanksgiving always gets overlooked. It's, but they're like the two biggest holidays. I know. And they put them like a month apart. It's kind of crazy. Like for people that live, you know, so many people in the US live like on the other side of the country. It's like, you, are you going to go visit your family like twice in a month? Like that could be expensive. And I don't know. I always just think like, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I didn't really know that when I was growing up because our Thanksgiving was when it was. So, you know, kind of weird. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely like, I wouldn't say Thanksgiving's like the second biggest holiday because it's like probably 4th of July. Oh, right. But like the second biggest like family holiday, right? Right. Yep. So, but then like, I don't know. It depends people to people. Like, um, I know some people will either come home for Thanksgiving or for Christmas just because Thanksgiving, it is a little cheaper to fly and stuff like that too. Um, we've also got Easter, which is like a nice kind of like time period to go visit family. Sure. I don't know. It's just a vibe. Well, it is, it is. And the craziest thing is like, we are only two weeks away from Christmas, give or take. Um, it's been wild. What a year. This year has just gone by so fast. I know. And I think we should make the announcement now. We will be doing our end of the year wrap up with Mike's and mine, our lists of the best records, uh, albums and EPs. I think we're going to do, or at least albums on December. Albums the first week, EPs the second okay, week, just like normal. Perfect. So- and other random awards that. I and Shane decide to give out. Yeah, we'll see what we do. Um, December 23rd will be the main album of the year podcast. Um, we are going to try to go live Yep. Uh, on Twitch. We'll see if we can make that happen. It's been a little while for that as well. And then the following week, we will do the extras. So um, yeah, it's exciting stuff. And um, have you begun to compile a list? Because I need to work on this very badly. So I've known this is coming for a while. So I kind of like nonchalantly started going through listening to all the records. I'm like, oh, this has potential, right? Um, And then I really kind of kicked it into high gear the last three weeks or so here. Um, And even higher gear now because I'm about halfway through July. So that's doing pretty solid. I've got, let me check. 82 hours left on my playlist of all the albums put together. Wow. So. 82 hours. All right. Mike, Mike is dedicated. I mean, Oh yeah. It's doable. Like it's two weeks of listening all the way through my work day. It's not that hard. No, we don't just shit out our top 10 lists over here. We really, really put it through the, Nope. Uh, what's the word? Uh, the ringer, the ringer. Yes. The ringer we do. Um, it's got to run. It's got to run the gauntlet if it's going to be in our top 10. Oh yeah. That's for sure. All right, Mike. Awesome. Well, um, since we've got a little bit of an unconventional uh, episode again, which catching up on some stuff and talking about some new stuff, Mm -hmm. where would you like to begin? Uh, I think I would like to begin with the records that we had so many uh, weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I think like three weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But we had a number one that week and it was the new record Suffer in Hell by Chelsea Grin. What'd you think of that? I think it's a statement release for the band. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as some other bands in the genre got better and kind of, you know, I talk about the death core arms race uh, and you watched a lot of bands emerge and Chelsea grin being one of those bands. that's like, well, we've always been here like, and they're a great band. I think they finally maybe felt it was time for them to kind of take their music to the next level. Mm -hmm. And they did with this, uh, I guess it's an album. It's almost like an EP because it's a little bit shorter. Um, yeah, there's a second portion planned. Oh, right? okay. Well, that makes sense. Yep. Uh, no, this is a great release. Um, hard to say it's like the best deathcore record of the year. No, I wouldn't say um, that. But it's very, very good. And it's great to see this band do, basically kind of get to the level where everyone knew they were, mm-hmm. but actually do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I think this record is, like you said, definitely a statement. It's saying like, hey, we're still here too. We never left. Um, I think this record overall kind of improves on a lot of the things that through the years have kind of irked me with Chelsea Grin. I think the lyricism is a lot better on this release. It's less of the like, God, I don't even remember the song, but it was like talking about haters on the internet and stuff like that very blatantly. And it was just, "Eh." but like, I think they've really kind of upped that game as well as uh, these songs just sound a lot more cohesive. It's not like, hey, we're just throwing a breakdown at you. And that's fun for a while, but it does get kind of stale, like a lot of Deathcore kind of found out. Um, But yeah, I definitely really like this record. I can't wait for the second part. I think it's going to be good stuff. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, I think this band's always had like the name, mm-hmm. you know, like aesthetically, they've always been a really cool band, Yep. you know, and, and they've done really, really well and they have a great fan base, but now it's like, okay, they're really putting, you know, their, their money where their mouth is, so to speak, um, with this release. So yeah, gr- a great number one pick. Um, on a pretty good week, actually, all these records we're going to talk about are all really good uh, in my opinion, but let's move on to the next one. Yeah. Uh, we've got past lives by LS dunes. That was our number two. Um, obviously super group for with Anthony green, Frank hero, uh, Travis Stewart and Tim Payne. Oh, and Tucker roll as well. Yeah. Um, what did you think of this record? It's a cool record. It's, it's a great Mm -hmm. debut and I love how raw this record is. You know, there was no over the top production. There's like, it's, it really, it just sounds like five guys in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this record sounds like it could have come out in, you know, 2005 really. Yep. Um, and, and it's really cool. It's like kind of throwbacky, but at the same time I'm with, I listened to this record a few times and like every time I was listening, listening to it, I was like, what does this sound like? But I could never quite put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it has a really kind of a unique quality to it despite it sounding very familiar. Yeah. It sounds very familiar, very retro, uh, kind of like paying homage to the classic post hardcore scene that a lot of these guys kind of came up in. Sure. And I think that there's something really cool about that. Um, that like familiarity, but freshness, very similar to that static dress record we got earlier this year where it's like, yeah, this was, or this is like very like, dated sound but it's got kind of like a polish of freshness to it as well a new take you've got different guys in the room and mm-hmm. i think it's a good record um it's just fun i like right? that this record is is kind of very self-aware it it, it isn't yeah. trying to be like hey we're this new band look at us like we're you know it's not flashy mm-hmm. they know who they are they know what they're kind of or like people's perception of them is, and they're not even talking about it. They're just making music. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think that sometimes with the super group band, you know, everyone is like, well, look at me, I'm in this band. We have to do like all these things. And then, and then all this, the sum of the parts isn't good, (laughs) you know, with so many super groups, it's like, you've got all these people shredding or, or putting their kind of signature on, on the song because they feel like they need to, and this record does not do that. Everyone's playing for the song, playing for the music, mm-hmm. and it just turned into a super cool. Yeah, I agree. Record um, that I've listened to a few times, and and honestly, re- I'm, I hope this isn't a one and done thing. Doesn't seem like it is. Yeah, I don't believe uh, so because I think there's so much more in the pipeline. Like when these guys get going, I think it's going to be really exciting to see what they can do. Yeah, I mean, the band's touring a bit. They've got a couple festivals announced. Like, I don't think this is a one and done. Like, Circus Survives on hiatus. Um, Thursday has never been, like, a super busy band. Yep. Neither has, uh, what do you call it, um, My Chem, right? Like, Frank Gero has always yep. been busy on the side. Totally. Um, Coed and Cambria is always one of those bands where they take forever to write an album and you get maybe one or two tours out of it. For sure. No. So I think generally it's going to be a pretty busy project. Yeah. That's great. That's great. LS Dunes, a uh, great record. For sure. Um, getting into the pop punkier side, uh, let's go to one of our favorite pop punk cities, Chicago for that action adventure record, imposter syndrome. Awesome record. Uh, yeah. I thought this was really, really cool. Um, it kind of gets that perfect, like easy core sound to it that I really like. Um, very similar bands like chunk or, uh, sunrise skater kids, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, sunrise skater kids. And, totally. Yeah. I mean, definitely yeah. you, you, you have to mention for your strong. Oh yeah. For sure. Big influence, especially the guitar playing on this record and some of the vocals, but they also do have that kind of Chicago vibe, you know, like definitely real friends, knuckle puck. You can kind of hear that that's, you know, in the, in their blood a little bit where they come from. Yep. But I really just think that this is like a fun record. Like it's not fun where it's like every, every, you know, uh, lyric is, is like really like makes you laugh or makes you smile. It's just overall, it's like, this is a really 
fun guitar riff at this at this moment or like a cool mm-hmm. a cool um sing along part or like this just this like this vibe in this one moment is just is just fun the whole way through love the production i'm not sure who produced this record i almost wanted to look it up cuz yeah, i, I like don't the, know either i like the production so much i I, almost, I wanted to look it up but yeah man this band just they keep talking about you know Im, um, imposter syndrome and you know oh i can't believe we're on a label it's like mm-hmm they have to shut the fuck up because they're like one of the better bands now in their scene Yeah, and they're killing it. So I hope they continue and they don't feel actually feel this imposter syndrome because they deserve to be exactly where they are. I mean, I don't know. I think it's kind of like really cool though, because that's it. I don't think imposter syndrome is something that really gets kind of talked about specifically in our scene quite a bit. Uh, it's, Definitely a lot of talk on like depression, anxiety, things like mm-hmm. that. But this like imposter syndrome is a very kind of specific niche area of that. Yeah. I mean, it's and a real like, thing. I mean, I mean, I've, oh yeah, I, like everyone's I've, felt it. I've, I've felt, felt it. it was just having this show and shit sure, like that. It's like, crazy. Like, but I don't know. I think they kind of tackled it in a really cool way. I think this album's a lot of fun and I don't know. It's just a blast. Absolutely. Um, the other one we got to talk about other pop punk yeah. record over from New York. Uh, the new record you had to be there by young culture. I think this is one of the best pop punk records of the year. I think that I don't think you're wrong. Um, this, yeah. the songwriting on this record is amazing. Um, it's, yeah. it's very much, it, it very much reminds me of CUA. I couldn't unhear, I think this one melody mm-hmm. and I was like, and I looked it up and I realized it was the same producer as Seaway with a song yeah. credit. And and then every time I listened to this record, I was like, I just kind of pictured Seaway doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's not a bad thing because I think Seaway yeah. is like one of the greatest pop punk bands of the last 10 years. And this is kind of right there. Um, mm-hmm. Vocals are spot on. Lyrics are spot on. I love some of the like kind of emotional sad boy stuff going on here. Yep. Um, but it still has a kind of a cute, kind of like um, relatableness to it, which I really like the lyrics. It's very like millennial Gen Z in that way where it's like, Hey, this is like really sad, but you know, like that's just life. So we're just going to keep on trucking. Right. And keep on Ubering. Yeah. Keep on Ubering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, but, totally. Uh, but like, I really like this record. I think they've got an affinity for choruses, which is something that I think is, kind of separating a lot of bands right now where you can write an album and every single chorus is catchy and has an earworm, right? Yep. Like reminds me of when I listen to bands like Hot Milk or Oh yeah. I don't even know who else off the top of my head, Driveways, right? Who they're just writing banger after banger that just gets stuck in your head. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. No. Really good three weeks ago, those four records. Uh everybody needs to listen if you missed them. Yep, for sure. Um, so now before we get into the stuff for next week, I kind of want to talk about some honorable mentions from the last couple weeks. Sure. Let's, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, so some cool stuff that we had, uh, we know it's the year of death core baby mm-hmm. as always. <laughs> and we know the holiday season is upon us. So if you're interested in some absolutely brutal breakdowns, we have a Christmas EP by the lovely band Bro Job. Oh, yes. Your favorite. Oh, yeah. This is absolutely incredible. They have covers of All I Want for Christmas is You, Last Christmas, Feliz Navidad, and Santa's Back in Town. Oh, man. It is absolutely incredible. This is a great way to <laughs> piss off your family uh, during the holidays if you want to put this on. Oh, they have instrumental versions. So don't worry. You can avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also got a stripped and acoustic record from Wage War, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, they're really good band. Oh yeah. Um, so we had probably the biggest news, kind of like honorable mentions, single wise. Um, new song from Metallica. Yeah, I know. We normally try not to talk about this stuff on the show together, or like off the show together, but like. We had to talk about Metallica. Mm, you sure love didn't. this song. I love this song. The song's banger. It's really good. It, it's it's not what I expected mm-hmm. for them to do, especially as like a lead single for this kind of new Metallica era, which, yep. you know, and here's the thing. 
Metallica isn't a band shitting a record out every year and a half. Like no, they put it's out, been six years. It's been six years. Yeah. Like it's, it's always a long time and it's always a whole, a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this song like actually sounds like it could be from the early eighties. Yeah. Like, and not even as much Metallica, like kind of like their other thrash kind of like counterparts. Yeah. Yeah. At, at the time, like almost, it, it sounds more motorhead than Metallica. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not wrong. It's kind of, you can tell it's like on the, it's on the A string. Like it's, yep. it's a little bit, it reminds me a little bit of the Metallica song hit the lights, but not yep. quite, that, but it's that's like the vibes that I was getting from this record is four horsemen mm-hmm. or like that, like kill them all that record. Kill them all. Yeah. And, and I'm like, this is my favorite Metallica record. So I love this song. We'll see what the rest of the record sounds like, right? Um, they also announced a tour, which I think is one of the coolest tour concepts in a while. Sure. Um, yeah. You saw this, right? Yep. So it's like two nights, uh, Friday and Sunday. Your ticket gets you into both nights, same seat and everything like that. Um, oh, really? I didn't know openers. that. I didn't know you got to. Yeah. I thought it was like just multiple tickets. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. Yep. So like, uh, I bought my ticket. It was like, I think 180 after fees for second bowl. And that's like two nights. So you're getting like 90 bucks a night for Metallica, which is a steal. It is. They're also like moving the stage to different sides of the arena. So like you'll have a different view, different set list, everything. So like the openers for the nights are, um, I want to say it's Wolfgang Van Halen Mm -hmm. and, the celebration of Pantera yes. the first night. Crazy that Pantera is back. Yep. That's another conversation uh, too we have to have. Which is kind of like old school, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then uh you have the kind of new school night, which is Five Finger Death Punch and Ice Nine Kills opening. Yeah. Which is crazy for Ice Nine Kills, but really, really cool for them. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, it's it's exciting. I think um yeah, I mean these and these are not these aren't arenas. They're playing fucking stadiums. Like two nights oh, yeah, four field. Four field, dude. Like where the where the Detroit Lions play. Like this is what uh, 65,000 cap something yep. like that. Two nights. So this is this yep. is going to be the biggest shows Metallica has ever played. Yeah, for sure. Um they've had quite a bit of like pushback too because people are like Oh, they have like $7,200 tickets, right? And that sounds kind of crazy, but like, and I've seen like a lot of clickbaity titles about this and like YouTube videos and stuff, but those $7,200 tickets are for a private box for 10 people to split across two nights. So like, yeah, that's not even that, but that's not even that bad. Yeah. It's really reasonable. It ends up being like $200 a night for your friend, like each person, like, and it's like unlimited beer or something like that too. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, easy. Yeah, no. Um, well, you know, it's funny. Like, you got tickets. My friend, my other friend, got tickets, and I feel like Ticketmaster, since the whole Taylor Swift debacle, is like figured it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, light a fire under, oh, yeah. under their ass, and they're like, "Oh, now everyone can just get tickets for this so easily." Okay, whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, I generally think Metallica is a little easier to get tickets for than Taylor Swift too. Mm, you're probably but. right. You're probably right. And that tour is also like Little Caesars Arena, stuff like that. That's a bit smaller, um, a bit more like, oh, you have to pick a seat every single time too. So that process takes a little longer. Mm -hmm. Whereas Metallica has like floor. It was 300 bucks, but um, like there's some easier options, I think, for picking tickets. There you go. I also didn't get the tickets. Gabby bought them for me because I was at an appointment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else? Uh, yeah. Um, so some other singles that we had that kind of came out during that time period, uh, we had new singles from currents, which is absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, against the current, another awesome band, quite different though. Um, new single from crown the empire, which is really cool. Um, you did a song with phase one, right? I did. Yeah. Well, your label Mason era did one too. And it's an absolute banger. Awesome. Yeah, phase one's the real deal. The guy's guy's awesome. I love Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a new solo song from Skylar Accord. Uh, mm. You'll know him as the bassist of Issues or currently uh, the touring bassist with 21 Pilots. Super talented dude. Yeah, amazing. Um, awesome song. Nice guy. Uh, new singles from Distant, Gideon, and Kaonashi, which are super cool bands. Um, absolutely love it that they're all announcing new albums here pretty soon. Kaonashi didn't, but I think it's very soon. 
Um, new song from the Amity Affliction. I know a bunch of Australians are very happy about that. Oh, yeah. His little tour mates lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, new song from Pulses. Uh, this is a band that's kind of close to the show. Um, super cool dudes, Matt, especially. Um, the song's called Run the Ghouls, which <laughs> I think is such an awesome pun. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. Um, we also got some new songs from Hands Like Houses, Entheos, and Barry Tomorrow. So make sure you check those out as well. All right. Um, some other stuff. Some new records from the past couple of weeks. You ready to get into these? Sure. Then we'll have some more honorable mentions later with some singles from this week. Um, first one that I got here, number five. I want your opinion on this so badly uh, because we have Los Angeles and California's finest, or Los Angeles, California's finest punk band uh, with their new record, Double Album and No FX. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this album? I think it's better than the single album. I disagree. Okay, that's fine. Um, I I really, maybe, you know, it's funny, Mike said in interviews that he thought that this record would appeal more to real NoFX fans. Okay. Um, no offense. Um, and I, No, it's all good. I'm a poser. I get it. <laughs> I like this record more. I thought this record was really, lyrically was really interesting. Mm-hmm. It was very like specific, like talking about a lot of like specific people. And like, it was like, you had to really listen to kind of catch it all. Mm-hmm. But I like this record it was kind of faster. Um, a little more, maybe a little more poppy. Uh, I thought the song, um, you can count on me or, or, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, was a really, really cool, like with well, the best no effects song in years. And it was so cool how it, like it, the song happened. And then in the middle of the track, it went to like a different song describing the song. And then that went into another song. It was really, really unique. So I don't know. I, th- I think this record was, mm-hmm. was, is, is pretty cool. And I, I no effects, one of my favorite bands of all time and single album didn't really hit me. Right. And this album, I think helped it. And it would have been interesting to see what it was. It would have been like if they'd done a double album. I don't know if they would have done. Just put them both on a playlist and hit shuffle and see what happens. Yeah, right. I guess you know that never works. But like, oh yeah, yeah. I I, I like the record, and um, it seems like you maybe don't. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. It just generally kind of. It was weird. Like, I think the main kind of takeaway from this record for me was like I really liked the song "Punk Rock Cliche." I think that was great. Um, but the rest of the album just didn't hit with me. Maybe it's just things that like, while I was listening to it, I didn't really connect with the lyrics. It, it definitely did feel like a lot of older punk to me where I don't know. I just don't connect with it very well. Um, yeah, that's okay, man. Do you know the story behind punk rock cliche? Did you read about that? No. So that song, Mike wrote it for blink 182. Mm-hmm. When with Matt Skiba, when Skiba first joined the band, interesting. So Skiba brought it to the band, and Blink One Eighty Two recorded it. And Travis Barker is even quoted in interviews talking about the song, saying it's his favorite new Blink One Eighty Two song. Really? Huh. That's cool. And then when Skiba told the band that he had he and Mike had written it, mm-hmm. the band freaked out. And didn't want to release it anymore. And it was going to be like, apparently according to Mike, it was going to be a single. Wow. For like the beginning of the, you know, Skiba era Blink-182. And there's a version of Blink recorded it, but I don't think it will ever see the light of day. Unless someone leaks it. So Lost to time. Yeah, it's it's a pretty crazy story though. Um, And I got to be honest, I don't really hear a lot of Blink-182 in that song, but it's interesting that you kind of pick that one out of the bunch. That's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean, it was a single, so like it got taught in my playlist and I heard it a bit more and I don't know. I kind of like sure. general, like irony of it. Right. Like, yeah. When you're talking about like physical attributes, like, Oh, these punk rock cliches, like these are things that I've actually seen. Right. So I don't know. Just vibed. You ready for that? Number four. I know. My favorite line, my favorite line on the record though, just one more thing on no effects was yeah. when he says, I pushed my chips, GG all in. 
yeah. uh, the GG Allen reference, like, and how GG Allen spells it. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is fucking genius right there. So that's all. N- nothing more to say on no effects. I liked it. Yeah. Um, some strange choices, some strange production choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's just, it's not for everybody, but it was for me. For sure. Uh, next up, we've got an EP uh, from all the way in Perth, Australia, from this hot new band called Pincer Plus. This is called Hunting God Tapes Volume 1 Violence. Uh, it's ex-members of the band Dealer, new vocalist. Uh, this EP is fast, groovy, and violent. I don't know what else more you want from this kind of beat-down metalcore that's been going on lately. Oh, yeah. It's just... It's just- it's ignorant. Yes. And that's like the word that comes to mind. It's just like so low tuned, brutal. The songs are super short. Like it, I really like it actually. Mm-hmm. It felt quick for an EP. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I just pictured this band playing, you know, um, I didn't know they were from Australia, but that even makes more sense now. Mm-hmm. I just picture them playing in this little room and just like all the songs are like a minute and a half and it's just a minute and a half of the crowd beating the shit out of each other. And then like, okay, we take, we take a break. Okay. We take a break for yep. a minute and then, all right, another minute and a half crowd beats the shit out of each other. Like it's just brutal mm-hmm. and I'm all for it. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of like early spite and stuff like that. It's just a super solid EP. I'm totally like a Casey strain reminds you a little bit of that. Like, yeah, it's it's great. I'm really glad these guys were able to kind of get back on their feet uh, after everything happened with the vocalist dealer, uh, and they are making music again and having a good time doing it, seeming so. Mm-hmm. Um, you ready for the number three? Sure, number three. All right, this one's coming out Friday, so we only have three of the singles. Uh, but coming from North Carolina, we've got the new EP from Filth, Murder, Inc., Tales from the Gutter, Volume 2. Uh, this is a super awesome deathcore band that is just focused on being as absolutely heavy as possible. Um, some bands that we've talked about on the show before, like Cauldron, I think My Own Will, um, I think Traders as well. If you like bands like that, you're going to absolutely love this. Um these dudes just go off uh, their vocalist. I can't remember his name at the moment, but like he is just one of the deepest cutterals I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen these guys live for years now. I don't know why, but being like a local band from North Carolina, they always come up here to Michigan to tour and play with like bands up here. So I've seen them quite often um, and they're just always incredible. Super, super heavy band. Yeah, this band is filthy. Um, and nice pun. Yeah, man, it's it 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 really is though. It's like this is again, you know, pushing the limits of what can be done in this genre. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of a little more um, street. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, definitely street smart. It's like they're 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 talking kind of more like about real things. It isn't, it isn't like in that genre sometimes where it's like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. It's like, Mm -hmm. this is not very vague. You kind of know what the hell they're talking about. Um, (laughs) It's pretty in your face. So, um, you know, I know some people like that. So Mm -hmm. it is very heavy. Yeah. It really does kind of take that like almost street smarts. I want to say like bands like unity, Texas or backwards or um, hacktivist. Uh, bands like that where even almost rage against the machine, right? And just taking it and just being way heavier. I think it's a really cool kind of concept. Totally. Totally. Uh, next up, coming in at number two, I absolutely love this band and I don't think we've ever talked about them on the show or together even, so I don't know your opinion. Uh, but we have the new surprise EP that came out last week, Snake Eyes by 100 Gex. I think that this thing's absolutely incredible. They have a Skrillex feature. It's like a quick little three song, maybe not even 10 minute EP, maybe like six. Uh, I love this thing. Oh, the whole release is just the three songs. Yeah. They wow. have an album coming out next year, uh, but none of these songs are on it. Yeah. This is a weird band, man. I I'd still like, I know people have been freaking out about them. I've seen them on festivals. I've seen a lot of people post about them mm-hmm. and I don't really know what to think. Like I still... <laughs> It's a lot. Don't I don't get it. Like, and I'm not saying I don't get it in that. Like, I think it's bad or something because I don't. Yeah, I just I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. This this um mm-hmm. this EP is like 
really the strangest production. Like it almost sounds like, like it's obviously this is big budget stuff and like, Mm -hmm. but it sounds almost like intentionally fucked up, you know, like, yeah, that, so that's what the whole genre is, right? Um, hundred decks is kind of the main hyper pop band right now. And hyper pop is, taking a lot of concepts from pop music and mashing as many of them as you can together at once in order to make something that sounds kind of almost incoherent, but is still music Mm -hmm. and is just really fun to kind of dance to. Well, it's cool. Like some of the stuff, um, sometimes I listen to these bands and I'm like, I don't do enough drugs to like this stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. But this, this has, you know, an interesting, um, quality in that like there's the one song that's just like super auto tune yeah. but you can still kind of make out like the cool like you make out the lyrics and the melody and it like almost makes it more catchy mm-hmm. because of the auto tune yep and that's kind of an interesting like production idea i guess you know like i just think of this like this is as about as modern as you can get because there's no way this would have mm-hmm. flown like 15 years ago. If this could come out, people oh, no would have been like, they, they would, people would have hated this. Like they hate broken side, you know, but we've, I think we've people come around. still hate hundred gex. Oh, Don't worry. Okay. okay. But, <laughs> but no, I think it's a super cool project. It's one of those things that kind of grows on you too. Um, I tried like maybe two or three times to get into hundred gex and I just, because they had a song, they they did like a deluxe version that had a bunch of features and they had a song that had um, Patrick Stump and Craig Owens on it. Oh, wow. And so that's what got my attention originally. And I'm like, man, I can't listen to this. And then I like tried again. I'm like, Ugh, still can't. And like the third time is when like I put it on and it must have been my state of mind or something like that. Like I was just in the mood for something dancing. Mike was on drugs. And just, just say no. it. <laughs> No, sober boy. <laughs> um, and like, I just caught it and it's like, all right, I get this now. And it's incredible. So. Okay. Well, hundred gex, something, definitely something different uh, to check out. And it's only 10 minutes of your life. So maybe give it a try. YOLO. Uh, number one album of the year. Well, we, we need to take a break, don't we? Oh yeah. We, I guess we do. We always forget to take breaks. Album of the year. You mean album of the week? Album of the week. That's what it is. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Are we back? We're back. I thought you were just going to announce album of the year right now. Just drop one and be like, you know what? Just drop one. Yeah. Sundowning by Sleep Token. Four <laughs> years in a row, baby. <laughs> no. Um, album of the week. Um, I think everybody kind of expects this one. Um, it's been kind of the big release out of the last three weeks. Uh, but we've got probably one of the coolest post-hardcore metalcore bands in the scene right now. Uh, Thousand Below with their new record, Hell Finds You Everywhere. This band is absolutely magical and I think super underrated. Yep, they are. They, they are very underrated. You know, um, I've you know, you've seen the emergence of some of these kind of like yeah, post-hardcore metalcore, but then they have a little mm-hmm. bit more emotion and the production yep. is kind of like really over the top and there's a lot going on. Like it's similar to maybe to Dayseeker, mm-hmm. um, you know, where you just have like really talented, talented vocals on top of all of it. And it's just like, wow, this is just, you listen to this music and you're like, this is just so good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I do think it's underrated. Um, but you know, this band hasn't been around that long, like what, maybe five years, no, four years, th- third record. This is their third record already. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it's, it's time. It's time for this band to like, really, I think like pop off and start to be this band. That's like direct support or headlining like rooms, mm-hmm. um, you know, decent sized rooms. Um, because yeah, this is, these singles are great. Yeah, I agree. I think that they're 
absolutely awesome. I think that their last record, Gone in Your Wake, is super, super underrated. I think that all they do is write bangers, right? These songs are so catchy. They're just fun. They hit emotionally. It's the whole package. No, totally. Totally. It's like, it's like, um, it's funny, you know, sometimes with these bands and maybe I'm getting a little sidetracked, but it's like, sometimes bands are like almost so good Mm -hmm. that there's almost nothing to talk about. Like, you know, it's like, Oh, every song they've ever done is amazing. And there's no like controversy. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's no, no opinions that are like, Oh, I thought this song like fucking sucked. It's it's like when, um, when Belmont made um, yeah, country, country girl, girl or country. It's like yeah. more people talked about that song than the songs that maybe they like everyone obviously likes because that was a polarizing song. And then it's like, okay, some people like country girl. Some people hate country girl. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know, but people are talking about Belmont. It's bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then, you know, then there's bands like, like thousands below. It's like, it's like everyone's just like, yes, we all agree. This is yeah. good. Now, what do we say? Yeah. And this is our number one record. And I like don't know much about what else to tell people, except like you have to hear this. Yeah. Um, if you've already made your album the year list, like shame on you. We did it too early. Um, oh, no, no. I, I, I wait till the last minute. Oh, yeah. You, there's never, you can never count anything out. I'm, I'm mad because one of my favorite bands, Passcode, is releasing an EP on the 21st. Mm. So I'm like, hmm. Guess I got to wait for EP, right? It's true, except, we'll see what you, you know, it's also tough because, you know, you're going to listen to this record on the 21st or you're going to have like two days basically till we officially do our end of the year, you know, podcast on, on December 23rd. Although we all have a week actually, cause it'll be EP, mm-hmm. but you know, it's always tough to, to make that self analysis. Like you'll, you'll have to say to yourself, okay, do I really like this? in that this is better than all these other EPs. That's why I always wait until like the last minute to like start doing my reviews too. So that then like I listen to the record and then I rate it. So like everything has that recency bias of I, mm-hmm. I just listened to this. So it's like comparative, right? Yeah. But it's tough because like, you know, this isn't already in your, hasn't already been in your mind for like yeah. a month or six months. You know, this is just like, it just entered your brain. And now you have to make a snap decision on whether this is better than things you've been listening to for six months. That's a really, really difficult. It is really, really difficult thing to, to just an, a, analyze in your head, you know? Yep. That's why I use numbers. Okay. But yeah, uh, some other honorable mentions of some stuff that's coming out this week. Um, we talked about them a little bit earlier. Uh, Pantera volumes is covering Pantera. And I am so interested to see how this turns out. Yeah, man. Oh, do you know a song? I hope it's not Walk. Rise. What song is it? Rise. Rise. What the hell, Pantera? I don't even know. What song is Rise? I don't know. What's, what album is that on? I'm looking it up right now. Rise. You know, like I think, like, I mean, uh, Pantera, I don't think that's on like, on like the, f- maybe it's on um, Southern, Tr- Great Southern Trend Kill or something. I don't, I don't re- recall that song. It's on Vulgar Display of Power. It is on Vulgar Display of Power? Okay. Yeah. Song six. Interesting. Yeah. I know. I mean, you think of like, you know, I like, I looked up the Pantera set list. Obviously, Pantera coming back, it, it's obviously like a bit controversial um, for a few reasons. Yeah. Oh, this is the like super thrashy one. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, you always think of, I'm, I'm glad they're not covering walk. Yeah. Um, if they're cutting, covering a bit of a deep cut, but like, you know, you think of like mouth for war or this love or, mm-hmm. or, you know, um, uh, fucking hostile. Like those are the, the jams on fucking hostile is my favorite song in that record. Oh, it's sick. It's a sick song. Mouth for war is sick too, man. But and, mm-hmm. and, and like the record after far beyond driven is like, it's probably my favorite Pantera record. Mm-hmm so many bangers on that record, man. It's, it's, it's exciting to have them back. I, I watched a couple, um, little videos, videos yeah. of them performing, you know, Zach Wilde is, is filling in for Dimebag and, uh, Charlie from Anthrax is filling in for Vinnie Paul, but mm-hmm. Phil Anselmo sounds amazing. Oh yeah. Like it's impressive to see him, you know, at whatever age he is still like being able to hit those notes. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty I mean, crazy. He's been so. in bands and stuff like that. Like he's had down, he's had his own project. Mm-hmm. He's not rusty. No, but it's Phil Anselmo, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> so True. we'll see, we'll see, but it's, um, 
It is pretty crazy. They're opening for Metallica. So bonkers. Yeah, I mean, that's his life. Bonkers. Um, but yeah, uh, some other singles that we've got coming out. Jesus Peace, new song. Mm. Jesus Peace rips. They do. They um, really, really, I really like guys. that band. And again, yep. really under the radar. I mean, I know like they have like a lot of credibility in the scene and stuff, but like mm-hmm. this band needs a big stage. This band is getting bigger and bigger and like they keep crushing it. Yep. It's that really niche, like hardcore beatdown, like scene cred that hasn't broken into like, oh, there's like, I talked to some guys and they're like, yeah, my favorite bands are like August Burns Red and Killswitch, but I really like Jesus Peace too. Mm-hmm. Like it, that hasn't happened yet. I guess not. Yeah. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, new song from Time the Valuator, one of the coolest progressive metal core bands out there. Um, I think these guys are gearing up for a record, which is super exciting to me because they've been through like three vocalist changes in recent succession. Um, I think this one's sticking, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love this band. They are incredible. Um, super cool. I'm sure we'll be talking about them much soon or then later. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got new song from Rebecca Black. Nice. Love her. Uh, second single off the upcoming album. I think she's super talented. One of the coolest pop artists right now. She really is. I, I like, I love everything she does or all the aesthetics and, and how forward thinking everything is. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's just very yeah blunt and it's great. Refreshing for pop music. Um, second song off of the new Paramore record coming out this week. Yeah. What'd you think of the first one? First one was pretty, pretty polarizing. Uh, a lot of people didn't like it. I, I actually don't know. I got to listen to it again. It's decent. I think I was like, yeah, I think I was like, kind of like felt like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. how can I be in the, I shouldn't be in the middle on this, but I felt like I was kind of in the middle on it. Yeah. I felt very in the middle as well. Um, I think Paramore can really do well without the guitars and stuff like that. Right. Like I think ain't it fun is an absolute banger. Oh yeah. But like, I don't know. I feel like Paramore was kind of known for every song being catchy and when they put out a song that's not catchy, I feel kind of let down. Yeah. I I know what you mean. But oh well, uh, we'll see how this one goes. Um, Last but not least, honorable mention, the return of Casey. Every sad kid's favorite band, or at least one of. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I feel like they broke up not that long ago. Uh, Five or six years. Oh, it's been that long. Damn. Yeah. This is their first new music since... 2018 and definitely a band that's always been under the radar. Yeah. I think that we've seen them kind of like emerge since they've been gone, you know, like kind of Mm -hmm. come back. Like people kind of like, it's one of those bands that, that you know, no one missed them till they're gone ahead of their time a little bit. And yeah. And now people are like, Oh shit, this band's like awesome. And I missed them. And now it's like, they're like, okay, cool. Well, we're just going to come back and be bigger than we've ever been. So good for them. Yeah, very similar to uh, another band that's been teasing a comeback right now. <laughs> Call him out. Oh, yeah? Is that a thing? <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Steve is playing drums uh, for Census Fail right now on the, the tour we're on. So mm-hmm. I have not spoken to him about it. So I don't have any inside information, but uh, hell of a drummer. Maybe you should, because our boy Garrett's been teasing about it on social media quite a bit. Okay. So we'll see what happens. That makes Mike very happy. It does. Uh, for those that don't know, I have an entire wall of flags from the color morale in my basement. So great boys. But yeah, that's all I've got for the week. Um, same thing else you got? No. Um, cool. No, I think this is a nice little roundup, um, you know, heading into the end of the year. And obviously mm-hmm. I got to, yeah, I got to get out my pencils and my papers and compile my list and I don't know where to begin, Mike. Yep. I, I started narrowing it down and I'm, I've got about 50 records. Yeah, I think. And I, and I don't really know where I'm going. <laughs> like, I don't want to have, <laughs> I don't want to have like five death core records on my top 10. That's okay though. But if I need to have like three, I might have, th- I don't know. You know, there's like, I don't know. I and mean, like what's speaking to me and what's going to have the longevity. And there's just so much to think about. Yep. Um, my playlist of all the album of the year contenders started out 
at about, I think, 165 hours. So we've been trucking along. Yeah, that's a lot of hours. That's that's serious. It's been nice. I love this time of year because it's like revisiting everything, right? It's true. Yeah. I mean, this, you know, what we do and what you do, Mike, like on a weekly basis, just like it's go, go, go. And it's like, okay, now we have a little bit of a break, you know, not as many records coming out. Mm -hmm. And now you have a little bit of extra time to to go back and be like, oh yeah, like what came out in March that I forgot about? Yeah, I've been listening to like some older records too. Like, cause I listen during work to like the album, the review or album of the year stuff. And then I like to listen to some like older album of the years and stuff like that to kind of like add perspective. Right. Yeah. So like what's something I've been listening to a lot lately. I've been re-listening to like mesh data and the first album from Viljarta. I've been listening to a lot of sleep token. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Also I listen to, I listened to some fall recently. Such a good time. That band just got out of the studio. Yeah. They, I feel like they've been um, gone a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Stoked to hear what they got next. For sure. No, I mean, yeah. It is going to be very interesting. I, I don't have a, I don't have a number one, like even in my mind yet. So I don't either. I, I kind of do. Like I've got a couple records that I'm like, all right, these are going to be in the top 10. It's just a matter of placement. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, but we're going to figure that out in a couple of weeks. What are we doing next week? Uh, I don't know. I don't think anything. Um, we're going to take the week off. Yeah. Let me just check my. Uh, quick little list and see if there's anything of note. Uh, There is a record next week. There's two records next week we might want to talk about. Maybe we can do a short episode. Yeah, we can do a short episode. Oh yeah, there's an EP too. And and maybe we'll do a short short episode and then remind people of of the 23rd being the big big kahuna. Yep, we'll do a quick one. Sweet. All right. Cool. There you go. See, we discuss what we're going to do on the show on the show. Uh, that's what we do around here on the new noise. It's a good time. Little behind the scenes. That's right. All right. Good talking to you, bud. I got to run back to work. Mike. Yes. Have a great morning. Uh, thanks for the list. And we will be back next week with a short episode. And then we will be moving in to the end of the end of the year with our lists and more. So make sure you're subscribed and make sure you are following Mike on Instagram at sloppy slam at Slappy Slam. It's hard to say sometimes. It really is. And uh, get get on that for the full list as always. Hell yeah. I'll see you later, bud. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. 